Hi, I'm Renee Philpott, and this is Selling with Charm. After over 26 years in sales, there's one thing I have learned. Sales is fun. Join me as I help you simplify your sales process, and together we will reach your weekly, monthly, and yearly goals. Let's get started. Good morning, Earl. Good morning. How you doing? Great. How about you? I'm good. So it's good to have you on the podcast again. It's good to be on the podcast again. I get to talk with you about anything I want to, right? Yep. Be the first time that I'm the only guest gets to come back, so I'm pretty good. That's right. You are the... um, The best. Most frequent (laughs) best. Yeah, best. (laughs) We'll take best. (laughs) Okay. So today, I want to talk a little bit more about how you and I are different. And I think it is important because as salespeople, we need to realize everybody is not like us. Right. Sometimes when we try to sell, we try to um, think through it and we think that our prospects are thinking just like we are. And that is rarely the case. Exactly. Like how men and women think different and sales and service thinks different. And there's a lot of different ways that we look at stuff different. We'd be talking the same thing, but it'd be kind of explained in different directions. Yes. So there's a couple of things that explains exactly how different we are. And the first thing is share with us uh, your the foreign language you took in high school? Uh, I took German. God, I actually took two years of German, like that, but I thought it was interested to me, um, and left there and took it all in. Took two years of it and still can't speak but three words of it. So what three a, words is that? Uh, ich bin zibzain. I think what it was. Like I am sixteen, so I've been sixteen for a long time. Well. That's so, a good number to get stuck on. Yeah. So <laughs> I use that for my, every time the teacher say you had to say something and she's like, you've got to learn something different. And I was like, well, it works. So. Okay. Uh, and I, of course, took French, two years of French. So it does say how different we are. Yes. I wanted more of a challenge and you wanted it easy. No. <laughs> No, I just was not interested in learning. Well, I don't even think German was offered at our high school, to be honest, uh, and would not have been my first choice. Well, we had um, we had a few different languages like that. I don't even remember what they were announced like that. German just seemed interesting to me, so I took it. So. Okay, well, that's, that's a good way to look at it. So that is one way that you can see that we are completely different. The second way uh, that came up, Pretty early in our relationship was the difference in questions on text. Uh, you prefer the, the subject you preferred in school? Uh, math. Love math. And I hated math because you had to be exactly right. And you preferred it because? Because you're either right or wrong. There's no in between. There's no gray area in it. And that's what I like about it. So tell me how you feel about essay questions. I can't stand essay questions. Um, essay questions always to me, I get so mad because I said that it was the, to me, it was the teachers um, just their thought and their opinion on if I was right or wrong. They couldn't show me that I was wrong or right. And they was like, well, this is not correctly. I said, well, it's your opinion that I'm not right about that. But with math, it was clear cut. You either had the correct answer, or you had the wrong answer. There's no in between. And I couldn't stand it even when teachers will give you partial points because you had your your work and still missed the points. And no, it was wrong. I would argue because it was wrong. And it's like, if I missed it, I missed it. Just tell me how I missed it and I won't do it again the next time. So that clearly describes why you are the hardest person in the world to sell to. I would say that. Because so, you have to be exactly right. Yep. You have to come to me and don't, 
I don't want somebody to come try to sell me something when I know more about the, the product than what they're trying to tell me about. And, and I'll, somebody can come tell me what they want to sell me and explain to me. There's been many times I've, I've talked to them and, and, and even got the information from them to, to look at buying something, doing business with them. But when they come to me and they just start saying, I can do this right here and I can you know, save you this much money. Well, how can you save me that much money? Well, they, they, they can't answer that. So it shows you clearly that they're not going to save you money. They're just going to take up a lot of your time and cost me money. So, Okay. So I have said many times, you are the hardest person in the world to sell something to. Yep. That's what makes you so good. I guess it's, that's probably what's <laughs> trained me so well. Um, but the one of the reasons that I think that you are a hard seller is because there are sp specific answers you are looking for. Yes. And a lot of times I have seen this through our years of marriage and in business together. People will come to you with a lot of information to share, but they won't ask you the right questions to be able to tell you the information you need to know to make a decision and to move forward. Would you say that's fair? I would say that's completely fair. Um, that's one of the things that when somebody calls me on the phone and they ask me if I have a few minutes and you know, 99 percent of the time, I'll always say, yes, I, you know, I can give you a few minutes. And then when they start off right off trying almost being pushy and rude to me, it's like, yeah, I'm pretty much done with them all, all of a sudden. And, and we get a lot of finance calls. If you own a business that you know what I'm talking about, they can loan you money. It's always something. And um, people call constantly and they're, they're like, you know, so you're telling me you can't use money for to, for your business and they start getting aggressive and I'm done with them right then. I'm like, you know, I'm, I don't need anything and, and I'll usually just tell them to remove me from their list. But when people call me and say, you know, now if there's anything projects you got working on or anything you got going on that you could use some extra money for, I'll usually talk to them. I'm like, well, yeah, there's something we're looking at. What kind of offers do you have right now? And, and see what they got to say. So do you prefer when they when they come to you with some questions first? Yes. Oh, yeah. If they say, you know, ask me, you know, so, you know, what are you looking for? You know, what are you, you know, what kind of plans you got going on or whatever? Then I can see that they're really interested to see what I've got going on because when you try to tell me you got a product and can save me money, but yet you really don't even know what I do, you can't tell me you can save me money or even help me in my business if you don't know really what I do. Mm, that's true. I would, I would say that's true. So you are usually really good to salespeople. I think you have sort of a soft spot for them because of your wife. Oh, yeah. I tell them all the time. Those like, you know, with some, I mean, I've had people tell me, well, I, you treat salespeople. I said, no, I'm married to a salesperson. So I, you know, but I said, I know how they teach us to treat the customer also. Yeah. And, um, and that's what I've got into different, you know, little, uh, not arguments, but back and forth with some people about it. And I was like, no, I says, if you'll come to me and ask me what I'm looking for and you try to tell me, yes, I do have a product that can help you with that. Because if you don't have the product that I need, you know, there's no sense in going on and talking for 30 minutes and trying to sell me something that I'm really not needing in my business. Hmm, that's great. So this week, uh, I actually finished a blog post. It'll be coming out soon, maybe even the week that this airs. But it is about selling to people for what they really need, not for what they don't want. A lot of times there's a there's a long list of things that people don't want. And so it's easier to go to them and tell them, you're not going to have this, you're not going to have that. And forget to say, well, you're not going to have this, but what do you want? It's much easier to sell to people based on what's important to them rather than what we, we are kind of battling what they don't want to happen. So um, I think you're probably a classic example of that 
that, you know, I use the example in my blog of laundry detergent. If we just sell based on, well, these will get your clothes clean because you don't want dirty clothes, of course, we, we take that as a give me that the laundry detergent's going to work out. But if instead I said, what are you looking for? What do you want from your laundry detergent? It really narrows down the field. Maybe I want no dyes. Maybe I want something that makes my clothes smell good without dyes. You know, that's really going to narrow down what's available. And as salespeople, if we ask the right questions, then it really lessens the time that they have to listen to us rattle on and on. And what they do hear from us will be things they want to hear. So, you know, we don't want to be thrown out the door. You know, we want them to listen to us. Well, that's the way we get them to listen to us is we ask really good questions and we find out what's important to them. And just like you shared with us, that's really how a salesperson can get through to the hardest person in the world to sell to is to ask good questions. Yeah. And just like I've looked online at cars before and went into the, the lot to look at it and got there and you had a good salesperson. They're like, well, have you looked at this model here? And I was like, well, no, I'm not. And so when they, they start asking questions, what are you going to do with it? And they're like, well, this would be a great vehicle for you. This one right here is actually a better deal and got more options. It's going to do more what you're looking for. And so that's back to where I went in and bought something different than, than what I even went to look for. Because people are like, well, I can look online and see all this. But until you put your hands on it, look at it, and have a salesperson to actually sell it to you and explain it to you, it makes a big difference. Because I've had car salesmen that I've like, this is what I'm looking for. And I'm looking at one here and here. And I, you know, just here not long ago, and it was one here in Lexington, and, and um, um, another one was down in Atlanta, Georgia. And I was like, you know, well, this here's the one in Atlanta's actually got this option, this option I kind of like. And, you know, and it's a better deal. Can you, can you do any better? Because you know, I'd rather just do deal by this one right here. And the guy you know, says, that's the best we can do. And I was like, well, that's fine. And he kind of started getting a little short with me about it. And he goes, you know, well, you know, just enjoy your drive to Atlanta then. It's like, yeah. And I, and I said, I will. And I said, I'll never buy nothing from you anyway. So it just, and told him. And since then, I've never been in that dealership again because that one salesperson just really, you know, the way he came across and, and I always wanted to call the manager and say, look, you really need to work with these guys, you know, because, you know, that's just not how you treat them. If he, he could say, if he just said, no, this is the best I can do. I said, well, I appreciate it. You know, and that's all I was asking and to check on. But when they start saying, just getting spiteful weave, it just really just done me in. And I was done with it. I see. So that brings it, that brings up a good point. A lot of times as a local business, we want people to do business with us. And you you have since found a dealership locally. You've yes, got a couple you deal with locally. And they're impo it's important to you when you can to do business locally. Yeah. But you want them to be fair to you and ask the right questions. Yep. And they, they'll call me. And um, like you said, we found a local dealership. And they'll, you know, they'll even call me every few months and, and just to check in on me, just to be sure you know, I'm not looking for another vehicle, anything going on. And when you walk in the door, you know, they, they look at you and they you know, ask how you're doing and they know who you are. And, and they take the time. And I mean, again, that's one of the dealerships that I've went in. And they're like, well, you know, we, you know, we have this model here, but have you, this model here just came in. Have you seen it? It's actually a better deal and got more options. And that's back to being sold to and having a good salesperson and a good sales manager that's willing to work with you. That makes a really big difference. And I like dealing local because that's what, I mean, you see these people. You know, these people got people, family close to you. They may go to church with you or whatever. And that's the reason I like to deal local. And, and that's what I try to tell everybody. I'll deal local. I'm not going to pay double to deal local, but that's back to also, there's a lot of local people that's got great deals, but that's back to the salesperson to say, this is, this is really a really good deal if you want to look at this model. 
Yeah, that's great. So back to the scenario where you were looking at someone, you know, not local and then the local dealership that wasn't as kind didn't answer your questions as well. You, it wasn't that you, you said, well, I'll just go wherever. You really wanted to give the local person a chance. You were hoping they were going to ask the right questions and that, that sales person could have turned the deal around, yes. could have saved the deal. By asking the right questions and having the right response to you. Oh yeah, I've paid more money on on, on some cars um, to deal local because they said, you know, actually if you'll do this right here, you know, we'll we'll do we'll give you a free car washer or whatever. And I'll like, okay, I'll pay a little bit more money just to deal local, man. That if you're going to take care of this stuff here for me, um, I've had people last minute say, you know, we'll throw in the first two service jobs free. And I'm like, you know, and so you know that's worth a lot of money and time to me because it to, to deal with that. So that's where a big part of it, the service part kicks in is like, you know, okay, yeah, I'd rather just go down the road here and drop the car off to get it worked on instead of driving somewhere three hours away to go get a car worked on. And so, you know, that's where um, they've been different times that I've dealt with local dealerships and I've called them up and said, Hey, I, I found this car. It's here. I'm you know, going to buy this one, but if you can just, you know, even come close to matching the price on this one right here, you know, I'd rather deal business with you. And I've had many dealerships, that I've dealt local with, call me back and say, if you do, if we can, we can come down to this and it may be a little bit more. And I'm like, fine. I said, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll really deal with you. So I'll, I've drove back to home and to, to do dip to work. And because as a local owner, you know, we can't just expect people to do business with just because we're local. We've got to be a good deal, but we got to be great service on top of that. So if you got great salespeople going out talking to these people and explaining why you're good and you got the service people taking care of them, you're going to continue to get people to deal local with you, but you've got to learn how to talk to the customer before and after the sale. I feel like. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I think um, this really highlights why service is important to you. So for my listeners, if you have a potential customer that might be a little tough, like Earl is to deal with, you may try a different approach by asking some questions and reminding them about service because service is not only what Earl does, but it's what's important to you. And, you know, we have um, all purchased things that didn't do exactly what we thought. But if we have somebody that we can go back to and, you know, rely on, and that's really another part that we rely on our salespeople. We rely on them to help us, to continue to believe that was a good purchase. That So sometimes maybe you have a customer who's come back to you and you can save a relationship and a customer by making sure you have the right answers and that they're not disappointed at the end of the sale. So that all is how we can deal with a difficult customer like Earl. And one thing I have to say about Earl though, when he finds somebody that has really done a good job, has been a salesperson and earned his business. Now it may take time, even though, you know, you take their calls, you don't automatically buy something right away from them sometimes. Sometimes it's a few years. But when you think of something that you want to purchase, you'll reach out to the people who have continually Mm -hmm. reached out to you and been kind and treated you with respect. But once they earn your business, you're a customer, you're very loyal. And that is what I think you'll find in your customers as well the ones that's the hardest to get to in the door or to get that final sale with, they will be loyal to you and you'll be uh, a friend and confident of theirs. Um, So just remember that when you are out and you are um, 
you know, looking for those customers and you've had a challenging day, it is worth it because you can earn the business of some really good customers who will send you more good customers. Exactly. Um, I always say that those to go back to the good customers you have and ask for some referrals because they know more people who's just like them. And they they will also be good customers most of the time. So that's all I have today, unless you have something else to share with us, Earl. Nope. Just uh, it's back to you know, being uh, good to people. When you, I mean, like I said, with the, from the start of the sale to the end of the sale to the service or whatever you do in business is taking the time to listen to the customer, taking time to talk to the customer and taking time to follow up with the customer. You know, and I, I like to be followed up with, if I say follow up me in three months, take that time to remember to follow up with me in three months because when I'm getting ready to buy them to people, I'm going to call back and say, I'm ready to do business. I'm looking, I'll give you a chance there. Can you give me a quote? Uh, that's a great point. Now, before I end, I want to share, of course, essay questions are my favorite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I don't have to know everything about it. I just have to know some highlights. She can BS her way through it the way it is. That's why I feel about essay questions. <laughs> Because you can just go and push your way through it. I can it. win them over. I can persuade yeah. them. Yeah, you can, you can put enough lies on the paper to eventually get them to do something. No, no, it's not lies. You have to know something about the subject. So I, that, when it comes to that bottom line, it's like, yeah, and this is the number they was looking for. And they said, this is correct. That's where I feel good. And I'll walk away. Oh, I just have a, a, a varied amount of knowledge. And I can share some of that and sometimes get some credit. Yes, I'll give you that. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for being with me. I would appreciate it if you are enjoying the podcast, if you would go over and leave a review and maybe subscribe. Uh, I would really, really appreciate it. It would help my ratings in uh, all of the formats. And um, if you haven't looked inside at my website, I do have a community for salespeople where we're learning and earning together. I think you'll really find value there. We meet um, a couple times a month. We also have Boxer Day, so I'm there for some s support. You get the experience of someone who's been in sales for a long time. And if nothing else, it's just another ear to listen to how you're going to present something or maybe uh, another option of how to approach something. The people in my community have had great success, and I think you can as well. So go over, check out my website, leave a review, and subscribe to the podcast. Everybody have a great week.